Gather round and let me tell you a tale of heroes that are brave, strong, and smart. <laughs> what about those who just really aren't? Oh, no, this is my tale. <laughs> nah, I'm tired of cliches. Let's try it with dummies. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Dyson Dummies podcast. I am your host for this hellish season, Gabby, and to my left we have... I'm Joel, and I play the captain. That's all you get out of me. Sounds about right. And I'm Dalton, and I play the lo- awesome cleric of this group. Well, I'm Bethany, I and I play Reyna. Hi, and I'm Zach. I play a nerd. Alright, everyone give me a d20 roll. I got a 9. Okay. I got an 18. Okay. Bethany got a 4. I okay. did not even roll. I got a 7. Okay. Oh, shit, Joel got one. All right, Joel, what happened last episode? I don't know, I was drunk. Exposition? A lot of exposition, a lot of introduction. We met people, we met the king, we had a party. You did have a party. I got my stank on, (laughs) if that's what the kids are calling it nowadays. Uh, Gabby forced a family upon me so that I can lose them and... I do time. tend if to you don't come with a family, family, one will be assigned to you. <laughs> I don't like that rule, and I was By I did not sign order. the contract prior to this, so I'm going to sue. Bethany, I'm missing anything. Her Zach has name. a girlfriend that farts. Yes, I do. Oh yes. Also, wait, there's one wait. in the game. Um. Also, Dalton dances weird. Hey, when a dwarf is drunk, he dances a little bit like Rock of Sock and Robots. It's fine. Um. My so essentially, yeah. This this was like your introductory to this world. You guys explained who you are, what you looked like, the deep-seated bonds that I forced upon you were kind of brought to light for probably later usage. You then danced the night away. You had a grand party. You were celebrated as heroes for this kingdom. Um, By the end of the night, you woke up in a puddle of jelly, basically. Oh yeah, that's right. We woke up in a vaseline tub. Yes. No, no, it was palmade. Because I made it in my palm. It smelled like pomade. No, it tasted like my pomade. Yeah, then Zach collected it. And tasted like Zach's pomade. (laughs) So you guys woke up in what, I mean, bigger than an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Big round columns were surrounding you. Like, this is a 40 by 40, just complete circle around you. And you're in, like, the center of it. You woke up in a Vaseline jelly pit that takes up at least 30 of 30 of this pool. There is a large opening behind you. When we ended the episode, a boat was ringing a bell and coming through into like this, what you can assume you're standing in like not even waist deep Vaseline jelly. All around you, there were creatures, humanoids, humans almost coming up from this jelly-like substance in what appeared to be a non-physical form. Like, you could make out what they looked like, but they were very big, like, shells of themselves. Like, they did not react to you. They kind of just passed right through you. So to your back, again, this structure does look like giant quartz crystals just growing straight out of the ground that you're in. It is a smoky topaz, has some greenish and gray tints to it. Um, the natural light that's coming from overhead seems artificial. So you guys have woken up again in the center of this column. The boat is ringing behind you. It is coming in closer. You do notice there are no waves as if this is moving silently through this substance. Besides the constant ringing of the bell, it doesn't utter a noise that you can discern. Like, is it like a ding, ding? Or is it like a ding, 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 ding? Is it more... Is it like a train bell or is it like a wind chime? Um, think like mm. dinner bell. 
So a triangle? Ow! No. Push button bells. We just go. Bethany, give me a Constitution roll for your minor migraine, as well as a. I think this would probably fall. Just give me a straight roll. I don't know what remembering something would fall under. Okay, so the con is. So like those big cast iron bells that families used to have, like outside big farmhouse bells. Oh. Okay. That's what it sounds like. The con is twenty. Okay. And straight roll is not that good. Only six. Okay. So the the splitting like headache you had, it only lasts for a second before it's gone. Within that moment, you discern like people dancing, having a jovial time. You were talking to a very handsome man and watching your comrades who are now around you all dancing and having a good time. And that's what you would remember. You guys keep hearing the dinner bell. The boat is coming closer. Is it coming towards us? Yes, you are in the center of the palmade pool. You guys, we should get out of this Do we always see the boat and nothing is it else? An or is there like anything on the horizon? It is <clears throat> a solid structure. The boat appears to be two tiers. With a lower tier towards the water, you can see what appears to be like cutouts of giant windows that actually lie just above the palmade pool. Um, above that is a straight deck and then a little overhang towards the back you can just make out. A shadowed figure is there at the helm, and you see a lot of, like, these dancing silhouettes of people, humanoids, creatures on the boat moving towards the edges of the boat. Oh, so it's like a legitimate, like, old-school ferry. Yes. No, I thought it was like a little rowboat. Do we hear <laughs> anything? Row. That's row. Like, row. Row. Do we hear anything? You only hear the dinner bell. Around you, more of these souls, of these people, these humanoids, these creatures keep coming up more from different spots in the palmade pool around you. They again move towards a podium, which faces a long stretch of golden hallway. How, just how far away is it still, the boat? Oh, it's close. It's probably within like 15 blocks of you guys. 15 blocks? Yeah, so uh, what's that, a 5 by 5 square? In terms of a D&D map. Yeah. Thank you, Joel. It's 45 feet away. And it is coming closer. What? Is there anybody coming up out of the pool around it? No. You're only seeing kind of... They're not in terms around it as like they're just under the pool. They kind of pop up in places around the palmade pool, essentially not near it. Just kind of in random happenstance ways. Are there any shadowy figures near the boat? No. Okay. You guys, do we want to try for the boat? Oh. Yes, Dalton. Anything else other than the boat, or do we see anything else? In yeah, other so pillars? besides the opening to this grand pillar that you guys have found yourself in, behind you directly there is a podium. You do notice that there seems to be a waiting line there with all these different souls, these different hollows of themselves. And as they look like they're touching this podium, this paper, you don't know what's on it yet, they turn tangible and start to walk towards the hall. And we're not tangible. Small so. noises can be heard from those that have touched the podium. Wait, we're still intangible, correct? Yes. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to literally look to the group and go, cool, I'm going this way. I'm going to head towards the podium. Okay, yes. Uh, I would like to pull out my small pocket telescope <laughs> and okay. just take a look at the boat. Would that give me advantage? Yeah. Cool. Perception, then. I've missed my thing, but it landed on 19. Okay. The second one, nat 20. Okay. So... Plus something. It's not 20. Okay. So you pull out your pocket telescope and turn towards this boat coming your way. You can definitely make out this shadowy figure. It seems almost skeletal in nature. Some fragments of 
loose skin and flesh cling to its bones, but it is an off-gray, like, dead color. It It is draped in black robes, like this black off-gray robbery, and it has, it's just there at the helm. Anything I've seen before? Like the color scheme or anything familiar, or is this all new? For you, no, this is all new. Okay. You do notice that all of these hollow souls, these dancing figures, start to move away from the center of the boat to the outside, the closer it comes to the center, where you guys have essentially arisen. Okay. Uh, guys, I... uh... It looks like this is uh, being piloted by maybe a homeless man with scurvy. Like okay. uh, pirate? Well, as I'm no, out... no, not pirate. He seems... Is a he's... pirate ship, my boy? Uh, no, no, uh, certainly not pirate ship. It seems that the man at the helm is maybe right near death, uh, but he looks tangible at least. What do you mean right near death? Well, like a you know, homeless man with scurvy. Like... <laughs> Do you remember that time we busted the uh, the group of under people living in the uh, uh, the sewers, and they were eating nothing but rats? He's thinner than them. Ah, let us move away from the homeless man with the boat. As you guys are talking amongst themselves, the helm of the boat is upon you. You start to move away. It is I mean, now on top of you. Except for you, Don. I do know that you were moving away. You turn to see your companions enraptured in this vessel. They have gone straight through it. Upon being covered by the boat, you can see inside many creatures surround you. They are going out the windows into what you would assume to be the pomade pool. But it's just it typical. There's no crates in there holding food. This is an empty vessel and except for the souls it's carrying. Within this hollow deck here, you guys can hear the deafening sound of the dinner bell. It's louder, almost to the point where it makes you want to be sick. Like, it's just very, very unnerving. I plugged my ears. You okay. guys, I want to get out of here. I still kind of have a headache. Is this moving? bell is driving me nuts. Let's it's go. now stopped. You guys were in the central of, center of the pomade pool, so it stops in the center. The ringing of the bell grows even louder yet. You can hear kind of like these wails and sirens as you hear and see these different entities jumping out. I, I follow the captain. No questions. Okay. So when you guys jump out of the pomade pool, you, you can see Thorold off in the distance. I assume you would have stopped seeing them being swallowed by For the For a boat. second, but then I would have continued moving. Okay, uh, yeah. he's just Left casually leaving you in the dust. I'm not you guys jump back. out I'm of these windows. However, you notice that all the souls and emptiness around you, they disappear completely into the pomade pool where you guys remain on top of it, like in it. That was not they, yeah, they go through you, they go over you, it doesn't matter. All these different beings and souls and humanoids and humans make their way off this boat. The bell is no longer so suffocating to you outside of the boat now. It is actually just a kind of like, now it's a chime. Almost like a happy tune. Happy? Yeah. Like, think like light one chimes. Well, like, it doesn't sound as, like, forceful as it used to. Have I reached the shore yet? Give me a roll. As you move through jelly. Just a straight roll. I just need a d20. He has to swim. Nine. Nine? You have moved 45 feet. As we sprint through this jelly. Yeah, you're basically walking on jelly water. I'm short since I'm a dwarf. Moving on, you guys kind of pull away from the boat, walking backwards towards Thoralls while keeping an eye on it. You do notice it does not turn. Make face, all it does is the overhead hanging where this creature was, this humanoid, deathly creature, it almost switches locations instantaneously, like making terrible. the back of the boat the front. That's weird. Like and that. it starts to sail outside the 
exit slash entry into the pomade pool. So this guy's firing dead people. Interesting. As his boat moves away from you, you do notice that more of these entities again begin to pull up from the pomade pool. Not nearly as many as that had left the boat, but it still is a continuous feed. They again make their way towards the podium. Thorall, give me another roll, please. Yeah, you guys can give me a roll see how far you've moved by 19. now. 19? Yeah. Oh, no, what you find yourself towards the edge of the pool. So s similar to a Wait, swimming pool, the point. edges do slope upward, and you start to pull yourself Ooh, out I'm of this jelly-like substance. Well, I am fast. I guess it's there. Good. Farley's getting the hell out of this stuff. I don't want to be way ahead of him. Well, well I guess I'll be way ahead of him. I got a 19. What do you think this podium goes to, guys? I don't like this type of place. Is there a bookkeeper? I don't belong here. I think so. Let's go find out. Hurry up, guys. Poor Arthur, you're like dragged behind. Okay, give me another roll. Thorold, what would you like to do? You've come to the edge of the pool. You're pulling yourself up. You see in front of you about 10 feet starts a line. It is pretty long, but it's moving rather quickly. Can we cut the line? I guess I will wait in line. <laughs> okay. You want to hold place for the rest of your party? Yeah, sure. I use my war hammer to keep people back like the other spirits. They're like... And I go, reserve. Why do we have to use the warhammer? I was about to say that. I'm, I'm, I'm moving with the lines. I'm just using the warhammer to be like, you know, like, I'm like, They reserve. heed the stick, but not in terms of they it's know what stick, it is. It's not a stick, it's a warhammer. It's a stick. Not a stick. It's a stick with a point. So they heed <laughs> the stick with what? like, wait, no. what's well, that's a spear. the stick? Okay, the stick with it's the rock hammer. on the end. They heed wow, their stick, dwarven hammer, Gabby, but nice. they don't acknowledge you in terms of like, they don't seem to like understand. They just, to them, it seems like the space is filled. Let's just expedite you through the pomade pool. I fell in the pool. <laughs> when you fall into the pool, it's still only waist high. You're able to push up from something tangible. So for you to understand, like, you don't know how you came up through it. Yeah. It doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like there'd be a bottom, but you are standing on something tangible. Yes. Okay, so Maybe I see him and I, like, stop and wait for him to come, which is why I go so slow. Good, some Because now I'm only at eight. <laughs> you are struggling. <laughs> You guys make your way to the edge of the pomade pool, pulling yourself out. Again, it is like a pool, so it does slope upwards. You can walk out. You do see Thorold about 25 feet ahead of you. He seems to be holding you a place in line. Do I see them out of the pool of, or, of yes. pomade now? Yes. I'm, I'm going to yell over and go, I'm holding the line for you. Get over here. Thanks, Darko. I'm sorry. What the I hell fell. did you just call me? That's your nickname. I'm sorry, my friend. The goop is slippery. I fell several times. That's what she said. That's <laughs> That's what you get for being big. Who have you been with that it's goopy? Ew. I've had many a time when I was younger, boy. Before you were even a glimmer in your daddy's nuts. You, you and me have to have a talk. <laughs> about biology. Uh, I don't think your nuts are supposed to glimmer. <laughs> it's like the idea of a glimmer in your eye when it's just the Arthur. other end. Yeah. Go back to your book. Uh, Wait, are, how are you dragging Arthur? Actually, my book oh, seems awfully relevant. Um, I think that's called testicular torsion. What did he say? I can't hear from over here. Nothing. You have testicular torsion. You guys Slap make your way me. up to the line where, where Thorold is holding his place. He's about five <laughs> feet from this podium. Ahead, you can just make out through the souls and the humanoids and the entities in front of you what appears to be a large podium. It is made of solid mahogany, and it has a book on top. Mahogany! <laughs> mahogany. So we're finally in the sky? I'm very out of breath. Thrall, as oh, you I... do, are technically right now in front of your captain, you do see an empty book. They're all in front of me? Wait, well, he's in any... he was holding the place yeah. in a line. Is there anyone at the podium, or is it just empty? You're now up to, it's now your turn in line. 
No, no, my question is, is there anyone at the podium, like a person behind the podium or anything like that? Or is it just a podium in a book? I think she's saying you can't see until you go up to it. I am up to it. You can see that when people have touched and signed this book, they became tangible. How are they signing it? A physical entity. To you, it looks like they're just signing it with pen. I thought you meant like a, a quill. Blood, like, no, a this looks like they have a quill. Oh. They sign. Just ahead of you seems to be a younger woman and another younger boy. And they almost stop to wait when you get up to the podium. Weird. But you can sign this book. Yeah, you can hear noises, what appears to be words. You just can't make them out quite yet in your form. Oh, do you need your reading glasses? Shut up, boy. I haven't needed glasses since 50 years ago. I think they're in my bag. So you don't think your eyes You grab the quill? Yes. Okay. When you grab the quill, you see lines, forms of words start to appear on this page. Different names. Um, No one to themselves has their own page. It seems like they're almost like just checking off a list. It starts to flip all the way towards the back and you have what appears to be your own page. There you can see Thorald with a check of yes and no. The yes is checked and to the right it says dead with a line underneath it to sign. Uh, Yeah, I'm gonna say, can I check no? You can try. (laughs) I wanna check no so it's not dead. Okay. You check no, and the yes actually slowly starts to disappear before reappearing again. And does my no disappear too? No. <laughs> Wait, so I have both check now, and they're just there? Yes. Okay, well, I didn't um, know one think of this. I'm going to just, like, do it across through the yes part, just so I make sure that it's like, no, I'm not dead, and then I'm going to sign it. Okay. And then I'll look to the room and go, I feel we may have died, or something is trying to kill us. When you sign your name, you do notice a symbol start to burn itself into the bottom of the page. It is a skull, the same type of skull that you two wear as your Sacrificium guard mark. It has a cross through it. You occupy the right spindle, so the right point, and next to you is a glowing almost star. Knowing that it looks like that, I'm going to slightly look towards where my tattoo happens yeah, to be. Yeah, he can't see it. I you said, can't. I said it's look a tramp to- stamp. I said look towards. I never said I actually looked at it. I'm just like, your right or my right? So, cross, he's the right. Your right or my right? No, she means Where's on a cross, right? Joel, I'm the right side. I'm the east side. Like, I'm north, east, south, and west. I'm the east. Yes, yep. you're the east point. On a compass rose, Joel. As you guys see Thorald sign this book, he turns to say something to you, but his words are garbled. He actually becomes a physical <coughs> being, like you could actually touch him. You can no longer see through Wait, him. His words are muffled, almost garbled, as if he has a mouth of sand and he's trying to talk to you. You can't really make out what he's saying to you. I want to flip open my book, my uh, my notebook, to a empty page. Quick scribble, a, we can't understand you, please talk slow, and... Show him the page. What does the page look like to me? It looks garbled. You can make out some words like can't and hear, but I, you can't make out the rest. Almost like you're looking through yeah, a blurry the, mask. I'm going to do the, like the sideways hands like when you do the whole like no, and then like point to the ear, and I'm going to hand him a quill. And I'm gonna hand okay, him the so he hands you the quill no, that hand he the captain. He, he hands you a quill. I'm the captain, let me just change first. the direction of my head that he would like that he used <laughs> himself to sign. You do know that when he signed this book, he became a being again. Thorold, behind you, you can hear whispers and the giggling of, a, of again, that younger woman. She's looking at you pointedly like she knows who you are. I'm going to look at her and go like, who are you laughing at, young lady? I'm, I'm just laughing at you. How dare you laugh at a cleric of Celestia? I mean, why would it take you so long to just sign? You're already dead. You ain't got nowhere else to go. Okay, first off, there's no way I could be dead. I would be at Celestia's side, aiding her in my afterlife. She looks around pointedly and she goes, I think you're dead. There must be something. Serious mistake with this place. Bungira. 
Well, I mean, I saw the group of you coming up here, and I was so curious. You all look so different compared to everyone else coming up here. Are you, like, royalty? Joel, what would you like to do with the quill? I go to the podium. So as soon as you walk up to the podium, you see again blank pages. When you move to put your quill over them, it starts to flip almost to the last page in the book. Again, your name starts to be burned onto the page. You have this whole page to yourself. There is a yes and no checkbox. Yes is checked with a line to sign underneath. I'll just sign it. Okay. As soon as you sign it, a skull begins to appear to be burned in the bottom of the page. It again looks like your Sacrificium skull tattoo. A cross cuts through this with you at the head of the cross with a star that is glowing next to you. You can see Dalton's name, so Thoral's name, to the right or the east point of this cross, and he too has a star next to his name. Okay. I will go stand with him and hand the quill to Archer. Does he hear me having a conversation with these people? As soon as you sign, your captain becomes a physical being again. He, you no longer can hear what Thoral or what he was talking to you about, but you do notice and hear that Thoral is talking to these younger children ahead of him. They are giggling and pointing at him as if to make fun of him. Stop laughing at a cleric of Celestia! Are we making fun of him? Quiet, I mean, you! Apparently your god's not here. You have to deal with the gods that are down here now. Uh, which god I will not here? I will not deal with gods of darkness and death. I mean, my father always told me stories of how true and just Kalimvor was, so I assume if you guys uh. were decent people, you should hopefully stay here in, in purgatory, yes. I should be sent to Celestia's side. I guess raising my hand does nothing. No. Yes, I did. And it's attention. Do I, would I know who Kalimvor is? I think you could, being what you are, you would have definitely heard the name and be familiar with it. You don't know too much about, like, the <sighs> followers or anything, but you would know, no, like, like I know the god of is. death. He is a god of death. Yeah, and judgment, yeah, yeah, basically. Okay. I'm a pretty good dude. <laughs> you guys see your Different captain become albums. a physical being in front of you. He is talking to what appear to be a younger woman and a younger man. They are laughing. They are jovial in front of you. You cannot make out their words. The quill sits in front of you. Arthur, what would you like to do then with the quill? I would flip through every single page of the book. Hopefully it's not big. It's huge. I'm going to just kind of skim through, like, do that, like, fold page and, like, you just kind of, like, yeah, really flip crack, through it. Uh, and just, books. like, do I see anything catch my eye? No, the pages appear blank. Oh. Well, this book sucks. <laughs> when you touch it, though, to skim, mm -hmm. after you let go of the final page, it starts to turn on its own. There are now more pages in there than you remember flipping through, almost like this book became thicker. Okay. It goes towards the end of the back of the book, and you know there are a few more pages behind you where you see a blank page. Your name begins to burn into the page of the book. Again, to the right is a check mark with a yes and a no. The yes is checked with a dead to the right of that and a signature line. I would like to flip randomly into okay. a chunk of the book somewhere, hold the pages flat, and sign my name there. Okay. So you flip through the book, and as you come to a blank page, you get... You, Put your quill to the paper and sign your name. Again, this book I burns and shows your name. Arthur with an E. Okay. Not the correct spelling of my name. Okay. So you've missigned. Yes. So you have missigned on your death page. A different paper. Slowly, 
to the right of it, you can uh, see spell check. So you do see a red circle around the E. Below it burns a skull, the same skull that you wear for your Sacrificium Guard symbology. Again, a cross cuts through it. You are on the west-facing point of the cross, or the left. You do have a glowing, almost star next to your name. And you can see your captain's name again at the point, and Thorald's name again across from you. And I'm tangible now? Yes. Arthur's real. You're a real boy! Hey, Captain. Oh, I can't do that voice. <laughs> hey, Captain, I, uh, I, I signed my name wrong, but it corrected me. Then uh, I was tangible, I guess. I don't think that that would hold up in court, but, you know. I'm going to turn over towards the captain and go like, You're going to teach the boy how to spell? Oh, what are you talking about? He knows how to spell better than I do. Oh, I, I can't wait I was, for the fourth one to come out. I was doing a, a sneaky trick. That'll play a hand later. Alright, so uh, I... yes. I take the quill. Okay. And do you go up to sign your name? Of course. When you go ahead to sign your name, again, the pages turn almost to the back of the book. You do know there's a couple pages behind you, but you don't know whose names are on them. It is a blank page. When you put quill to paper, your name does appear. Again, to the right is a checkbox. says yes or no. Yes is checked with a dead mark next to that with a signature line below it. Alright, I'm just Okay. So you guys do notice you're talking to these couple of kids, joking back and forth. You do see Raina, Raina, right, becoming tangible as she signs her name. Raina, you do notice that you see your Sacrificium Guard skull. It does start to burn in the bottom of the page. A cross does cross through it. You are at the bottom with a star. Oh, look, it's our symbol. I wonder what that means, I think, to myself. As soon as Raina becomes tangible, your throat's burn in pain, almost like you're gasping for breath and haven't had any in a long time. I pull out a medieval inhaler. As you guys are gasping for breath, you do notice the children that were there looking on do seem a little remorseful. They, as if they've been through their own trauma, like trauma. It's, it's okay. It, it does pass in, in moments. Just, just breathe. Not that it does you much good, but it feels better. So what's this happened? must be hell! What's happened since we've been out? I ask you. Captain. Oh, we were laughing at the dwarf. W why? He's short. He's always been short. Yes, <laughs> and it is still funny. <laughs> I may be shorter than you, boy, but I'm smarter than you. Yeah, he is. That is subjective. And I've lived way better years than you have. I mean, Again, my brother's subjective. taller than him, and he's only ten. Oh, hello, ah. I'm Raina, and you are? Wait, a ten -year -old oh, four, I'm Amanda, this is Balian. Balian, huh? I like that name. Thank you. Ah, hello. Good she to pats meet you. him on the shoulder and he just smiles at you. He's tall. He's tall. He's pretty tall. He's taller than her, and he's only ten. He's only ten. He's only ten. So All right. he must be about ten. <clears throat> how how did you guys end up here? Oh, our throats were slit. Oh. Uh huh. Uh, uh, when I come to shock, uh, I guess camera pans to me, and I go, "What?" And I'm measuring him. <laughs> he's he's uh like he he looks to be the age of ten. He is. About six inches taller than the dwarf already. And his sister's significantly short. She's about but, as short as the dwarf. But I'm measuring him. Well, how okay, tall so is he? Okay, so you like tailoring him out here? No, how I just want to know how tall he is. Okay, right. Dolan, how tall are you? I'm 4.5. So he's 5'1 already, at yeah. least. Captain, he's 5'1. Ah, he is tall. <laughs> tell me, Thorald, how does it feel that a 10-year-old is taller than you? You may be the captain, but here you ain't worth shit anymore, goddammit, because we're all dead. Ah, pray tell, children. Who slit your throats? I said our father did. 
pay attention. We angered him one too many times, and I tried to protect Balin, but he came at us, and unfortunately, I'm not a match for a significantly older man. You did well, I'm sure. Freezing. I want to look at their necks. Okay. You notice pink lines do crisscross across their neck, so this was not a clean cut. This would have been very painful, um, but it's very faint, as if it had been an old wound. Hmm. Well, it looks like you've healed all right. Just small scars. Well, I mean, you have too. Do we have any marks? What scars? I have no scars. Give me a perception. I'm writing down in a book. What's the father's (laughs) name? I don't remember. That's because you didn't ask. Would you like I to did? ask? You have did. not. You All only right. asked who killed them. I'm going to have a notebook <laughs> I got my own black book. with my quill. Mm-hmm. Pray tell, children, what is your father's name? Oh, Vian. Does he have a last name? I, I, we just went by Vian. That was our family name. What is your last what, name? What is his first name? We we don't know. Where are you from? Oh, Summer, Summertown. Just, just kind of south of... Um, I think it was called Sembia. We we were farmers, and I don't know who our mother was. I really, I don't, maybe I can find her down here. Do you think we could find her? Yes, Zach. Would in all of my travels with my bestest friend, the king, take us to the countryside, and may I have some level of knowledge as to where that is? I will let you have some knowledge as to where that is, because you would have had access to maps, being friends of the king. You have never been there. Hey, Captain. I, yes, Arthur. That Somerville sounds roughly familiar. I distinctly remember looking at a map uh, years ago, but uh, I, I don't think it's terribly far away. Why, good. do you feel it is a, a good deed to bring this man a fine? Ah, yes, a fine. As I snap the book closed and <laughs> I, put it in my backpack. We, we don't have any money. He, he, not he'll have less later. Well, well, Father was always so mad because it was two mouths to feed, and I mean, I wish there had been a picture of Mother around. Your dad has two mouths? It, oh. When Father would talk about her, he didn't say many nice things, just that she was another mouth to feed, and when she was Jeez. pregnant with us, I I mean, Bellion's only a few years younger, but I can't recall a woman in the house. Yeah, Captain, a woman I, like me. I, I think Aww. he he needs more than a, a fine. Maybe jail time. He needs to be brought to I justice. Show, ah, yes, justice. That is what I will call it. As yeah. I kind of tuck the book back in his backpack. Okay. 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 So my perception was nineteen. Okay. Okay. So I remember having a sack on my head and a loud crowd outside. Do. You, do you guys remember anything about our death? And as I try to feel around, like, my neck. Do we? Well, Frankly, I'm not convinced we're as dead. As soon as... So you are looking at your companions as Reyna is talking to them and motioning to her neck. You can see what appears to be old bruising. It is not purple. It's not red. It's just kind of a faint mark there. It does circle around the whole of her neck. Um, you, of course, can't see your own, but your companions do share this mark. When Reyna does bring oh, up the shit. terms of her memory, you guys do recall little flashes. Quite you feel the heated breath as you were gasping for air inside of a mask. Um, cr- cheers of crowds around you, the crowds you could not see could be heard, and that's all you can recall. Do you guys remember it? Uh, I recall. Gabby, I want to roll my wisdom first before I say something. I definitely remember being hazed. Why? She just told us what we remember. Yes. You, you don't yeah, remember but I, else. yeah, but I can figure out pretty quick using my wisdom, like past time of my days here, what this would. I suppose. Like I'm trying to tie the memory into like a you know, tangible thought. Captain, no. I'm gonna be honest. I got nothing. 
Shocking. Mathematically notice speaking, that, none again, of this makes Thurl sense. Thorold is touching around his, neck, you, around his neck. You can notice a faint line once with the memory while you're talking. Once I move the beard and check, yes, you can. Hey, do I have the same mark on my neck like you? Uh, what is the mark you see on my neck? Bruising and such. Yes. The old sacrificium guard before you were hung as well, 20 years prior. Yeah, yeah yep. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to look at everybody's necks and be like, ah, we were hung. That's what I was just going to say. For me, uh, it, it, it's not a scar. It's just all of the uh, the explosion ash and grease it's is removed. Clean, it's the clean <laughs> spot <laughs> on your neck. Yeah, so uh, I don't have any scarring or anything. It's just all the grease is removed from that part of my roll. neck. Isaac, you notice that I keep rubbing my eyes and like I keep kind of closing them. And... Are you tired? No. Which is weird because we're dead. I have a lot of pain. Do you guys not have any pain? I feel amazing. Throat pain. Really rested for the first time in your life. Which is astounding. I'm carrying some deep-seated emotional baggage after talking to the children. But other than that, no. Uh, Arthur, first lesson as an adult. Hide the pain. What do you mean hide the pain? Got it, Captain. Absolutely not. Super cheery over here. Ah, Thanks, Lucky. I think I preferred him with the emotionless face than the fake happiness. Why you gotta be such a downer? Don't hide your emotions. Because because his grin is creepy. I'm not hiding anything. Often you hide it till we find the therapist. Boy. Got it. Therapist. What? What is a therapist? They're people you pay to listen to your problems. Instead of buying them drinks, you give them money. You mean the church? Oh, I'd never be able to talk with one. We've never had money at home. In fact, for being the sole proprietor of the farmlands in Somerville, we we didn't have very much at all. Did you ever own a duck? What is a a duck? <laughs> a yeah, duck. A duck. <laughs> Like quack quack? Yeah, a duck. <laughs> Why would we own a duck? My father just slaughtered them so we could eat. Sometimes, Your father sometimes you know, we, we were permitted to have a wing my, or two. Pardon, but... pardon my, uh, my promiscuity here. My... Your father sounds yeah. like an idiot. <laughs> Thank you, Captain. <laughs> I was going to say jackass. Sometimes, boy, you must rip uh, the bandage off. It seems really just, you know, thinking as an outsider here, but uh, if your dad killed all the ducks... So you don't have any ducks. That's why you don't have any ducks. Did you have chickens? Did, is that Did the he thing slaughter that all of them like, too? Cluck cluck. <laughs> yes. Did you not? Oh, I had one once. It's like broken. He killed it. Ah, did you know? If you have two chickens, they will lay eggs, and you can eat the eggs. <gasps> and they will poop out an egg every it, day. It sounds horrifying, but amazing well, at the it, same time. It, so. It's so fast. He brought home one. I, I I was just playing with it, and I was chasing it around, and it's like broken. We ate it. Wait, did you break it? No, no, it tripped over a pebble. I, and then like I you... happened to kind of, like, casually go over it. I want to investigate. Uh, because I was running after it. I was going to say, I want to investigate for a lot. But I was going to say, chickens are kind of frail, but they're not that frail. Chickens are tough. Um, yeah, but not if you stomp on them. Um, <laughs> so, uh, did you... <sighs> If your dad was such, I'm just, I, I, I'm, I'm stuck gonna pull here, the but... book back out and write more reasons as if I needed them. <laughs> was there, I don't know, a, like a a, a a a plague of locusts or something? Because it seems like all the farming issues is really his fault. Like he's just what bad. Did what what Duh. did we weren't allowed out of the house? See, that just seems like bad parenting. Well, I mean, you got free. I no, no, sorry, but free labor. I can a memory or two that were happy times. Wait, how are you chasing the chicken if you're not allowed outside? Were you chasing it inside? Why we, were there pebbles inside? No, sometimes <laughs> we got out. Wait, did your father lock you in your house? Well, I wouldn't call it a lock. 
it was just a very tall boarded rock door. <laughs> but but I balanced. It was it was one Hi. day I told I told him we'd we'd go outside and and he followed me out and he helped me by letting me stand on top of his shoulders and right. he was so young at the time and I didn't know if he'd understand but we got outside and, and I showed him the stars but, and the chickens aww. and the fields and then dad came home. Okay, uh, here, oh, a small child, uh, here, please, take, take this. And I, I hand her, like, some hard candy, for, just from my bag. Uh, Captain, it seems, may I speak out of turn, but, uh, of course. It, it seems as if, um, this story has gained a new antagonist, and, uh, every other thing is no longer necessary, as this side quest has become our main issue. Ah, uh, yes, our BBG has changed. <laughs> because I... I have already forgotten the names of my family, but I really don't like this man. <laughs> I can't recall my life before death, but this man must I die. What, what, uh, what do they think of the candy? Their expressions are pure joy. They've never had this before. I think there's a tear in Balian's eye. Uh, don't put it in your eye. It, it goes in your mouth. Okay, as much as I would love to stand around here and list up the reasons, reasons why we're gonna murder this man. <laughs> Straight murder man. What else is around here? Are there people flowing around us? Are we There are us? not. Oh the line God. behind you is gone. growing longer. We're holding the line. You can see tangible, physical people almost impatiently behind you waiting for you to move. Oh, buzz off. You're not they dying to get in your anymore. walk around you, yet no one has made a move to say anything to you. Almost as when they look at you, they're looking at you in fear. You are the only thing here that is weaponized. What happened when you signed the book? Oh, um, there was a lot of pain in my neck. I, I, I don't know why, but my stomach hurt, and she gets really close to you, and she goes, um, the part that's not like my brother's hurt. Hmm? When you die? As I'm crouched by your or writing you in this the book. book. When, when I sign the book. Snaps. When you guys sign the book, your neck's burned. Oh, I'm sorry, and I pat her on, on I, the shoulder. I don't know what it means it just it hurt really bad uh, thankfully it, it went away it looked like only Balian's neck hurt and I'm thankful because I don't know why other parts of me would hurt do I hear this no she whispered no close to she me. got very close to Raina being the only female within the group honey I think something bad will happen to you Jesus. well I am you dead never have to experience other than that Again. Well, well, just be helpful that Balian didn't have to go. Well, I, I do. He's already had such a hard life not being able to hear. They, they ostracized him already. Dad hated him because he wouldn't listen to him and go out and farm. And he, was, he didn't understand, and he just needed someone to guide him. So I would just guide him, and that put me in front of Dad. And I hope. I hope all the stories I've heard are are true about you know the God of Death. And hopefully we're, we're fair, and um, we don't have to be, you know, perpetually tortured for the rest of our lives, because I don't want to feel that pain again. Am I going to feel that pain again? I hope not, but honestly, I don't know what lies behind. Let's oh. go find out together. Well, you can't come in with us. I know that much. But but we we can walk down the hall together, right? You'll hold my hand? Of course. Her father told her stories about the god of death. And how he was fair and just, but also he's a bad guy. <laughs> no, her father. It's a great bedtime story. You should try it. 
She reaches out her hand to you. I assume you grab it? I take it, yeah. You see that Balian reaches his hand out to you as well. I'll take his oh, too. Like a tear in his eye. He gives you, like, almost like this crooked young boy smile. Oh, I, like, pull him in closer to you, like, Okay. How tall are you? Um, like, well, he's taller, but I'm, like, 5'9". So I'm okay. not super duper short. Yeah, so, like, he Oh, leans... I know, he's 5'1". Yeah, so, he's 5'1". Yeah. So he's a little shorter, but he, like, leans against your side as if, like, a weight's been taken off his shoulders. Again, these kids have never had any kind of contact with a woman. Um, and they start to pull you down the hallway. This hallway faces directly behind or in front of, in terms of where you're standing, the exit or entry of the boat from the Polymade pool. It does face, again, behind the podium or in front if you are at the signature part of it. You do notice the line slowly starts to move as you guys start to move. A golden hall is in front of you where more of this crystal structure becomes more yellows and golds than the blues and the grays that you were just in. A little bit more lively. Okay. So warmer, more... Yes, warmer tones. So let's go meet Calamark, guys. You do notice the kids are leading Raina down the hallway. I'm going to follow them. Okay. Do you guys remember how you died? Give I have an inclination and I'm not really liking it. You seem very important to be here. Let's well, just say I don't belong here. Assuming that since you had pain in those areas when you died and I had pain on my neck and I can see bruising on their neck, I think Oh, someone we were, choked you? I think we were hung. Is that like being choked? Yeah. I remember I being choked before. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. Oh, Wait, what? Wait, how many times is this a normal thing? Arthur, come back. She I just the book. said she was tortured. <laughs> you guys. I remember being murdered, but then I didn't remember the torture part because she whispered Not to us. you. Not us. I, I mean, it, it, I, 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 it got dark for a little while, but I did wake up, and, and I had protected Balian, and he was under the bed, and he was safe and sound. Good job. You did a good job. You're a big good sister. I try. Good big sister. It just hurts a lot. Well, now you don't have to worry about that anymore. Will, will you help me find my mother? Well, that's assuming we go to the same place. I don't know. You guys are loaded with a lot of weapons. You might be not going where I'm going. Do you know you're where right. you're going? No, but I hope it's somewhere good. I would like to see flowers again. Oh. Can I give her a knife? Jesus. Wait. I assume you have one. Cool. And she's a physical being again. Perfect. I'm just going to, like, slip, into slip that into her pocket. Little like what little piece want? of paper that's just like stepy step like shanky shanky like hey uh don't take no shit okay and then there's a smaller one for her brother okay, okay. so you guys have been continuing down good. this fall hallway Amanda is just kind of randomly chatting with you just saying she's young she's just kind of telling you about things like oh she tried cutting her own hair All right. so you guys have been continuing down the hallway again she again she's just chatting with you about you know like she tried to cut her own hair she tried cutting her brother's hair but he really ended up looking a little lopsided because she wasn't very good with the bowl cut mm -hmm. when you come to a large golden door this golden door seems to be made of a solid material almost like solid gold it is bright metallic and you notice that the crystal around it reflects onto it so it looks again that color hmm. she steps up and gives a knock it opens for her well I, I i don't know if we'll see you again but i've never been happier than i have today and she oh. hugs you and you notice that her brother comes up and hugs her and you at the same time while pulling her towards the door his face is a little somber he seems to know what's happening. I want to kiss them, them both on, like, the top of their head. 
they do move into the door. You guys see them move into this bright door. As soon as it opened, a lot of warm light as well as warm and temperature rushed out to meet you. Upon the door, it seems to be a golden room. Lights and um, torches ascond every single wall, almost every five feet, to brighten it into a just homey degree. A large throne can be seen sitting past a row of chairs. The kids do not move to the chairs. They move directly in front of the throne, and the door closes shut. Okay. okay. When we get in there, we have to go towards the throne, apparently. Don't go for the chairs. How many chairs were there were four. So you guys have been left outside. It feels like it could have been an eternity passing as you wait here for what is in turn your judgment when the door opens. You did not have to knock like Amanda did. It just opens for you. And you see a brightly lit room, again, cast in golden tones, torches adorn every, like, inch of these walls to give a lot of homey appearance. A throne sits in front of... Of where the kids stood, a large figure is there. You can only see with this door, like the the bottom half. What does the throne look like? Walk in. It's a gold chair. Yeah, like, is this like, like a super ornate. Nothing fancy chair ornate or, or fancy. It is just solid gold. Oh. Anyone in it? Yeah. Yes. A big guy. A big, big guy. guy. You, you only can see the bottom, see the bottom part. Is he, is he big in the fat, or is he big? He's like just a giant. Man. You guys, you notice darker silver black robes adorn the lower half of this being with claw tip toes. Wait, dark black silver, do you mean it's silver but darkened or that it's just like black robes with silver accents? Black robes with silver accents. Okay, I just want to make sure. Like the the stitching is silver and stuff. The same color scheme as the guy on the boat? To you, yes. Claw tip. Uh, Although this seems a lot bigger. We step into the room and I go, uh, 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 Everyone give me a perception as you step into the room. Guys, I have a... F- Wait, never mind. I don't see anything. 14. Dirty 20. Okay. Uh, One second. You made a bonus. I got a four. Okay. Uh, but when we step into the room, just... Uh, hey, guys. Uh, this this guy's wearing the same clothes as the boat captain. Right, but he sits upon a golden throne. He must be some type of... King of the pirate. Pirates. You guys I- come into a room. King of <laughs> Again, the new pirates? I don't think that works. It is brightly lit. You notice that directly in front of you... To the right of four chairs is a large gold throne holding what appears to be a large humanoid man. Black robes with silver accents adorn him. He does have a hood over maybe a humanoid face with a death mask in front of him. His mask is bright silver. He doesn't even motion to you. He waits for you all to enter the room. You can hear the click-clack off to the right. Tucked in the corner is a large desk. An abacus sits across it with a man who is humanoid again in appearance, but his skin is ghastly dark. He has no hair and sunken eyes. Like, very shriveled dark, dark skin. Like, shri- yeah, shriveled dark skin. Like, think of prune man. I go straight for the guy with the abacus. As soon as you look at him, his eyes start to swirl. Almost I go like... away from the guy with the abacus. <laughs> Wait, you don't take the claw, abacus? His claw-tipped fingers move the abacus <clears throat> around as you walk in, and his toes also are claw-tipped like the man on the throne, but his feet are completely bare, no sandals. You can hear every now and then a clack of his toenails. Obviously you are the man in charge here. Why am I here? He motions to the chairs. I'm already sitting. I sit down. I sit down with an exaggerated sigh, like... <sighs> 
Oh, shut up, you young whippersnapper. Like You're even, not even that old. Even, like, being with the king in the terms that you are, you've never sat in, like, luxury like this. This is comfy. So it's like a satin luxury like, cushion. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, like it, you sink a bit, like... <laughs> I adjust Arthur? my hammer that I hold it as I sit in the chair. Uh, I take the uh, the tabletop shield off my back, mm-hmm. and uh, I lean it up against the uh, left side of the chair. I shift my backpack around, my tool belt and stuff, and then I, like, shimmy into the seat. Okay. Uh, any of my, like, my sharp implements and stuff, I try to make sure that they don't, like, pierce the fabric. You guys, because he's right across from you, this man with the swirling eyes. He pulls out a large scale and starts to set out four pouches. As you have finally sat to your rest, the man, human, deity in the large chair stands. He stands at least... 20 feet tall. He starts to move towards you slowly. His sandaled feet make no noise on the floor. As he gets in front of you, he gestures to behind him to the other man with the swirling eyes. And I say man in a loose term. This is a large being. Think like stone giant, but looks very humanoid. And ghastly. Yeah. Like a a scrawny... It has been a long time, Jurgle. And he motions to the man who is counting coins. He barely makes a motion. Doesn't very doesn't even like stop his counting to look up and give him a nod before going back to counting. A long time as he turns to face you guys. He seems to almost crouch, and when he does, like you hear many loud pops, snaps, and creaks. Uh, he's old. As, yeah, as if he hasn't moved in a long time. I must sit there and go. Secret to living through many years, my man. Just do some exercises in the morning. It really helps. I cannot die. I didn't say about living. It just makes it a little easier on the joints. I can kind of hear you all the way over here. My role is to sit upon that chair and judge you poor souls that enter my domain. I, I have no won this domain and... by skill and strength of hand alone. You will not take it from me. Yes, I, I, I raise my hand. I'd like to formally apologize for making a ruckus in your throne room. He moves a little bit closer to you, almost leaning. For him, at this size, crouched down, he has to lay his right hand down on the floor to support his lean as he gets close to your face. It's not short. It's very tall. I'm very short. Then he can't just simply crouch himself down the hall. No, he's old. No, so think like he crouched down like you would sit on the back of your heels. He leaned forward towards Arthur, but because of his stature and his size, he placed a hand down to support himself. His nails are tipped in black on very lean, bony hands. You have come a long way. How old are you, Arthur? You're 26, right? Mm -hmm. In your 26 years. But a babe, the last time those of your like graced my hall. Uh, what? Oh, Joel got it. Okay. Joel gets it. Continue. Arthur Sorry. gets it. Zach doesn't. Arthur's super smart. The Zach is. Remember, we talked about this. The cycle happens every twenty years. You're six. You're mm-hmm. six years old. The last time the cycle happened. You, so you, uh, you played with the king when he was very young. When yeah. his father passed, you guys were kind of like little street urchins on your own little thing. Even though you came from good standing. <laughs> Where I've lived like. Ah. Uh, I okay. lived through multiple. Um. Well, again, I would just like to. Hang on, there's a cable issue. It's, it's resolved. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, again, I would really like to, uh, you know, 
all that ruckus and stuff, um, you're really, really intimidating. This death mash just stares back at you. The eyes behind it mm. are a piercing black. They seem to give no emotion away. Eh. Joel, give me a constitution as a head whips at you all of a sudden very fast. He is in your face. <laughs> He's a fuck, Creaks and crones can be heard. I'm good with constitution. <laughs> give me that. 19. You don't even flinch as his face comes to rest just feet from yours. He seems to have moved in an unnatural way. His body still crouched in front of Arthur where he's moved in front of you as if he's elongated to make this transition. (laughs) You have seen many, many a transition here. You've lived through how old are you now? You're 54? Yeah. 54? Two cycles. Amazing how time has built you into the character you are. I am deeply concerned and quite upset. May I ask why you're concerned? Could it be because you're dead? Ah, no. That, it'll happen. It happens to the best of us. I Ah. am concerned because you know who I am. Of course I know who you are. So he writes himself. He is no longer crouching in front of you guys. And he moves at a speed that is not... At all in terms of the way he moved in front of Arthur, he moves at a snap. You can hear a creak, but he's on his feet moving back towards his throne. He does stop at the edge of the man you would know as Jurgle's tabletop to take a coin out of the purse that he is currently counting and set it in a different one. I can't wait. One day it will be over. Hopefully it will be over soon. What, What will be over? He sits down and he almost crosses his legs like in a leisurely gesture. Like he's not intimidated by you guys at all. This game I have played for 500 years now. To the span of humans it seems long. To me it's just boring. The death of a god, the death of many a people, has led to where I sit now. I have one question if you don't mind here. Okay. Why am I not with my goddess and serving at her side as I should be? His chuckle is almost condescending. Because you are not dead yet. Then you need to go fix that book. No, no. You don't understand. I said you're not dead yet. However, the mind, the spirit, and the body need to catch up to that statement. So if I'm dead, or if I die, I then go to Celestia's side? Would you like to find out? He motions over to Jagul. He puts a pouch away. That wasn't not my question, but... I lean into him. I would retract that statement. I didn't... I wasn't asking him to kill me. I was just asking if I would. If things go south and we all die, I'd like to at least go where I'm supposed to be. I don't think that's your biggest concern here, friend. You know what? When you devote yourself to a religion for all these years, yes it is. Quick, give me a constitution roll as you find him directly in front of you two, again kneeling, and his face inches from yours. Is it so a much saving closer. constitution or just normal? Just a regular constitution. 18. 18? Okay. You guys do not flinch, though a little bit of hesitancy does move in front of your eye. You did not see him move. Arthur, all of a sudden you and Reyna are sitting beside each other when you notice this large entity in front of your captain and your second in command. Basically. No creaks, no, cro- no groans. Just he was right there. He leans over you, his hands on either sides of the chairs. If you wish to die and end this game for yourself, we can do so. However, it definitely would put your party at a disadvantage, especially since none 
bigger than three have graced my doors. So we are the biggest party. Yes. So I would vote to not die. His, you can see, like, the black eyes focus on you. Again, no emotion is there. Just Wait, a straight death mask. how do you know they focus if they're just black eyes? You wouldn't be able to tell where they You can see, like, a slight movement. So think, like, the shine, eye shine that, that people like, have. Is black hit? Like, there's, like, black no. levels, like, a deeper black? What I'm telling you is the light off the wall, you can notice when a pupil or, like, the eye actually shifts. He is that close to you that you would notice the movement of the light. To notice that he is focusing on your captain, on Isaac. I think we have an interesting party here. If you can keep them on the right path. That is where all captains have failed in the past. We might be all doomed. Could I get a rule book, perchance? Down here. A guiding parchment? There are no rules. You will face torment, traitors... Everything you have standed against with your king. Temptation. You must make the right decisions. You must see the path ahead. Think of your future. Think of where you're going and where you've been. But where are we going? You're going down. I want to grab Isaac's shoulder and go, Don't worry, Captain. As I've said before, you've got my wisdom and my light at your back. I'll help you any way I can. I believe we're going to need it. Again, he starts to stand. Creaks and groans can be heard as he moves into a crouching and then standing position. He moves over to Jurgle, who again is working on a couple different pouches. He moves some things around. He looks back at Arthur and at Reyna, and he drops a couple more coins into the pouches that are respectively directly in front of them before sitting down. I believe you could free me. This game is tiresome, and I wish to rest at least one day out of my many. How exactly do we win? You make the right decisions, the right choices, and you face every peril those before you could not withstand. Uh, Then where do we start? I will lead you to the center of my kingdom, my haven away from the damned and away from those nasty souls you too will all traverse. Please step up to the counter. Yeah, he just kind of gestures to all of you. I guess I'll go first. I am the leader. Okay. You step up to the counter, and Dragul's eyes again start to swirl as soon as you get into his vicinity, and his gaze does land upon you. You notice that part of his nose is starting to fall off even as you speak to him and approach the table. He looks at you, and his fingernails start to clack on the pouches. And you can see him just start to casually throw one before dropping it in your hand. What's inside? He looks to Kellenvor. You will need these where you're going. Don't be so hasty. What are they? Well, consider this my gift to you as a form of payment for any services you're going to need. Ah, so currency. In a sense. It is of yourself. Please, step aside. Any motions for you are all. Like that. Okay, I walk up. Okay. You see, again, Dragal, his eyes start to swirl as you approach his vicinity. He moves to grab a pouch, but hesitates. He looks towards Kellenvor, who motions him to a different pouch, which he then hands to you. He drops it in your hand. May I ask what the hesitation was about? Oh, I've made a last-minute decision. Kellenvor speaks from from your left. Dragal does not talk. 
please step aside so others may receive their due. Raina. I step up. Okay. So when you step up to the table, you notice that his eyes stop swirling for a brief moment. The piece of his nose that was falling off almost stops before resuming its descent and his eyes begin to swirl, almost as if time had stopped for a brief second. He starts to hesitate when he reaches towards his pouch in front of him before again looking at Kalimvor. Kalimvor gives him a nod and he adds two more of these disc-like coins pieces to the pouch before handing it over to you. Please step aside. You will find that you can keep him on the right path if you're mindful. All right. I'm assuming he's talking about the captain. Arthur. Yes. Would you like to step up to the table? I'm scared. I'm just generically scared. But everyone else did, so I step up and I do my best not to make eye contact. <laughs> are, you okay. are, we, are you making that creepy fake smile? Okay. okay. So as you step up to the table, you do notice that Jurgle seems to lean a little closer as if he enjoys your hesitancy in approaching him and he likes to make you nervous leaning against the table his claw tipped <laughs> hands do reach over the edge while holding your sack he does not drop it in your hand he holds it out to you i take i take my coin purse from him okay so as you reach up to take it he seems to almost like jiggle it back from you like in a terms of like he's messing with you a little bit uh, come on man a slight smile, and I mean crooked and scary as hell, graces his face before you hear a chuckle from Kellenboy. You should not tempt fate. Be quick in your haste. Uh-huh. I'm very, very quick, and I take it. Okay. He does sit back, almost as if he enjoyed that, making you uncomfortable to a degree that just was not natural. He, he enjoyed it very much. Please, my champions. Again... I give you the best of luck. I hope you can free me and many of those that you will meet from our damned fate. 500 years we've been in this prison. And though I love my job and my duty, again, a day off would be pleasant every now and then. Isn't that right, Jurgle? And you can see Jurgle just kind of like sit back in his chair. He starts to put away the scale. He did not, you did not notice this thing pulled out, of course, before. He only seemed to have the abacus. The door behind you, which you enter from, starts to creak open and he starts to count, but motions to his right to a door in the corner. This door is normal sized. It is not gold, it is silver, and it stands out against the gold of the walls. Making your way towards the silver door, it opens on its own. You do see another long hallway. Oh, the line has backed up again. Happens every 20 years. (laughs) Only every 20 years. Can I look behind us? Yes. So because the door opened, you do notice that there's only one person standing within the door, but behind him there seems to be a bit of a gathering. (laughs) As if everyone's starting to cramp up, but they can't go any further. So they're like, like, think like a bunch of people pushed against glass. What is this, World War Z, where they're just slowly growing like a wave of Basically, comments? you're basically World War Zing, these poor people that are trying to die. Well, grow some patience, you already died to get here. They're just dying to get in. No, I was avoiding that joke. I wasn't. Be quick in your haste, holding up the line. There you go. Well, then send us on our way okay. already. Be quick in your haste. <laughs> you guys start to move when the door roughly slams behind you. Its piercing echo does reverberate down the hall. This hall is not nearly as gold, and it seems to be a lot shorter. Where at the end is a big 
arched light doorway, which you would assume would be the exit. I'm going to look in my sack. Okay. What's in my sack? You see gold and silver coins. One side is gold. One side is silver. There is an S on them. It's a very small S on both sides. And you do, would you like to count them? Yes. You have 142. I would also like to count my coins as well. Me the too. Count says. Okay. So, Dolan, you have 132. Is there a difference between the gold and silver or? No, they look exactly the same as Isaac's. One side is gold, one side is silver. Okay. A small S resides in the middle. Bethany, are you ready for yours? I am. You have 98. Okay. And Zach, I assume you would count yours as well since everyone else is doing it. I have to. I open up my I open up my sack. Mine's just full of walnuts. You have eighteen <laughs> coins. Oh god, that's worse. Was he to say hey guys, um, we all got like eighteen of these, right? Sure. Um, yeah, totally, my boy. I got about one hundred fifty. Damn it, Captain. Huh? I'm trying to make me feel bad. Do you want to trade? Did you actually only get eighteen? Of course not. I I just dump out mine into my hand. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I only boy. got 18. We'll help you. We'll uh. provide for you some. I have a feeling. I don't know if the these are valuable. If the god of death gave them to us, I would assume so. But is it? Be- is this like golf? Or you want to have less? Because the god of death seems like a bad guy. What the hell is what golf? Do you mean? I mean, he can't hear me, right? He probably can. Death I mean, is neither good or bad. Death is just a cycle, and he is also a god of judgment. And so he, he judged is- us to be his champions. Wait. Technically, he's neutral. Yeah, say, he's not really good, he's not really evil. He just takes your soul. Yeah, okay, well, he's... He doesn't really take your soul, more of a ferryman, if you will. It, creepy, yeah, nonetheless, is very spook. <laughs> All right, he's the god so... of death, what do you expect? I mean, you didn't get a deep look in those eyes. But, I mean, the tooth fairy wasn't what I expected either. What? My mom's the oh, tooth yeah. fairy. How I don't go to the lawyer. How could she and a tooth fairy? I don't know. If she was a lawyer, she must have given you a lot of money. As you guys move down this hallway, you do notice that noises start to grow louder, almost like the bustle of a marketplace lies beyond. You do hear one po- one voice in particular almost towards the end of the archway, and it definitely stands out to you guys as you near it. What are they saying? Come, come! Come, come! Get your brochure! Let's go! Move along, people! The line's getting long here! Move away from that voice. God, no. Back towards the, <laughs> the door of death. <laughs> come, come, listen. You guys are really holding up the end of the tunnel. Let's go. I can see you there, especially the short one in the back. All right. What are you calling short? Okay. Just pull out the fucking... Wait, what does this person look like? Come, see come now. I've seen children d- taller than you, boy. Is, do we see this person or are we just hearing the voice? The bright light casts a shadow in front of the archway. A small figure starts to float and it starts to grow taller, so it can actually, like, see back into, like, the actual cavern you're emerging from. Come, come, the line is getting longer. Okay. I don't have O'Day, and I only have so many brochures. I'm going to walk up straight up and be like, okay, who the hell is calling me short? As you stomp up to this small Damn figure, right. you notice it is a young pixie woman. She has jet black hair and purple eyes, and her wings a are tiny gold. pixie? Yep. I'm going to look here and go. Who the hell are you calling short? Listen here, sucker. No, you listen here. I have been here for a thousand years, and 500 of them have not been fun, and you better fix that, okay? Well, not if you're going to insult my height. You better fix that. But wait, do you have the brochures? No. So she actually... 
actually hold brochures, and you notice that she carries around this little satchel on her hip. On her hip, there seems to be a little pack of brochures. She does have a couple in her hand. She seems about to have a dozen left. Oh my god, I'm going to have to go back in there and get more. The line, oh, the line. How big are the brochures, considering it's a pixie holding them? They're normal size. So, so they look really funny almost. compared to her. I would, I would like a brochure, please. Oh, the last two were so pleasant. I miss children. Oh, I miss my children so much. You saw Who the hell are you talking about those children? You oh, children? was that the girl before you? Wasn't she the sweetest, hot, horrible, tragic life? I mean, I really hope he rots in hell. <laughs> Pun intended. Is she what, just telling everybody their life story? Oh, no, no, honey. I know everybody's. I know yours, too. It sucked. Damn. Uh, I only know snippets. Oh, you'll figure it out. They all do. My life was amazing. It's been a rough if, 500 years, especially with your group. My life had a if lot of drinking know in it. All of our, like, do you know everything? She gets really close. Yes. Even the dreams? Yes. Even those dreams? <laughs> I want to yeah. slowly turn towards Arthur and go like, but do, don't boy? worry, we don't judge you on that here. Calvary sent you through, don't worry, you're not going to a different pit of hell, at least of your own volition. So, let's yeah. move along, people. Lines Wait, performing. We're officially Where do we in go? Hell? Well, you're on an outskirt of it. I mean, no. you did die. I you're think just... I'm regretting not taking death. Hey, you're not going to tell people, right? Oh, well, honey, that's not my job. Whose job is and it? And Arthur, and not mine. I don't think Nobody you cares, Arthur. You have a well, dream journal. Arthur, did you ever go and tell, like, a priest and confess? Yeah, but that's that's private. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so wait, you know about that one dream? Yes. With the bikini? Yes. And it you would were not look good it? on you. Oh, he Listen was there. Here. Are you guys coming out now? Because I can definitely explain the things and break stuff down for you, but you have to move at least out of the exit so other people can get through. Yes. Uh, I know, I know. It's a really weird rule, but you are taking up a line. Are these going special? Them? Yes. How long is this line? This shit moves fast, and you guys don't move not fast. Well, that's <laughs> yes. too bad for them. You've already died to get here, you there's can wait like a little longer. There's like 20 people behind you already. You've been here for like five minutes, and there's already Is 20 the people behind you. Is this where you just have to wait in line? I try to walk out the door. Okay, so when you walk out the door, you do notice that more people kind of start crowding up behind Isaac, because they can move forward, like your space is no longer taken up. I'm also going to walk past the door talking to him. I'm going to walk away okay. from Isaac doing They this. do, like, lean back when you turn around. Again, you are the only people here that are clad in weaponry and besides, armor. like... Big old shitty uh, that grin. Well, yeah, that they've seen. Of course, ah, they haven't been outside the, the ah, spider yet. friends. Um, I am Isaac. What is your name? Uh, I'm Reginald. Good to meet you, Reginald. How did you die? Um, I fell on my own pitchfork and... <laughs> I, I really don't remember much after that. That sounds like a horrible way to die. I was hung. Isaac, stop I, bothering the man. Yours may have been worse. I, think I, I can imagine it. it came with much humiliation. I don't think so, but I did not check my drawers. <laughs> oh, come, come. You guys, listen. You can oh, talk to everyone all day. They're all coming out into but I'm talking purgatory. To them now. Isaac, come, no one needs to know how you voided your bowels after time. Get over here and stop guys, bothering them. You guys remember, I void my bowels after three drinks. You guys remember that when we went three. flying? Uh, there is a part of the airport where you can step right on it, like almost like an escalator. Like it just moves <laughs> flat along the floor. Isaac, as you are standing there, this seems to appear beneath your feet. You are just really a pain in my butt, aren't you? Come, come. It's been 500 years. Just slap him <laughs> in the I ass. I really don't want another 500. What's a what's five hundred years between friends? You're not it's friends a long, with long, friendly relationship that you no longer have because they're all completely dead. You are such a downer. No, That's no, 
just a realist. Come, come. I don't have all day to explain it to you. Seven. These poor people are not going to get a brochure because I have to talk to you first. Don't you have to get more brochures? I want a brochure. I would like a brochure. I okay. also like three brochures. <laughs> Listen here, son. You I don't need them. three. You lose them. Yes. Well, I'm so I'm happy that I'm about to talk to you, so you only need one. My memory is not as good as it used to be. As you guys are moved into the exit and exit, Isaac, you see the people behind you. Like this, this moving um, floor has stopped. You are at the exit, but they still cannot pass. There's is almost seems to be an like an invisible barrier that you have passed through. You can physically feel it. It feels like a gust of wind, and you see a. Small pixie woman. She has dark black hair and purple eyes with gold wings. And she is in front of you in what appears to be not like think like trendy goth. Her robes are like cut up in certain places. She looks to be wearing like almost a jumpsuit. It's like she turned it into a jumpsuit. What's her name? Ah, a pixie. I haven't seen one in forever. Well, that's because my race has almost died out thanks to everything that happened. You know, the death of a god, the death of so many of your kind i am tired and i would love to see my people again but i will introduce myself i i do get ahead every now and then but my name is ferlina and welcome to hell she holds out a brochure to each of you this is not it has hell and like fancy like calligraphy i'm gonna grab is it, it like i'm gonna take a look at it as i take it and go like you know you could have just wrote this in standard and just been done so there are a lot of paragraphs in the first couple of folds but when you do open the last fold there is a map Six. Jesus fuck. And the last couple <laughs> of folds a contain a map. Yay. It actually has a little red circle that says you are here pointed to it, and there's a large crystal spire in the center of this map. I have a question. I look where eyes go. This map will be useless. Captain, why don't you take ten steps to the right for a second? Okay. Does, it, does a smaller circle appear and show that eyes yes. are there? <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to sit like, oh, okay. I thought something else was about that red dot. Now listen, I mean, it's pretty explanatory. It is a brochure for a reason. Now what you're going to do is you're going to read that sucker front to back. Now I'm telling already you there did. is a back. So did I. He's already like... You already back. read the, the back? The whole thing. The back has a breakdown of all the like inner rings within this circle of hell. Um, Here it just tells you these are where souls are judged or damned. Outside of that is the merchants um, leading to the guilds. Uh, so anyway, again, the map is on on the last couple of pages. The back does have a breakdown. You guys are currently outside of the spire. So here we have behind me, there's a, there's a couple of bridges. You're going to have to cross between each level of our personal like paradise here, really. So we have the merchants. Um, we do have some mercenaries. They're kind of intermingled into the guild area. And then if you go beyond that, you guys will find what you're looking for. What are we looking for? A gateway day. down into hell. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Oh. All right, guys. So thank you for sticking with us for another episode of the Dice and Dummies podcast. Again, the launch of season two. Hey, if you'd like to talk to me, Zelda. I am at sweet underscore roll. The O is a zero. I'm at Skyrilla243. The three is a three. And if you're looking for me, you can catch me at Zero One Berserker or the Demon Overlord on YouTube. You can find me, Bethany, at Mischief Mystic. You can find me by going to your rooftop and just screaming into the night. Or on Twitter at Prozac underscore I. And thanks for listening, guys. Tune in Dang. next time. Bye-bye. Wait, what happens next? It was just getting good. Well, you'll just have to wait till next week. Oh, I don't know if I'll live that long. No, no, just take a health potion. You'll be fine. Hey, guys. Do you ever wonder where we get all of our music, sound effects, or even our explosions? They all come from BattleBards.com. 
It's an easy place where you can go and get all of your tabletop audio needs in one easy-to-use format. While you're there, you should try a BattleBards Prime account. It's a subscription service that gives you the ability to upload and mix with private audio libraries and a 20% discount on all your purchases. And while you're there, don't forget to use our referral code, DUMB, that's D-U-M-B, at checkout.